everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, we are so excited. It has been a long time since we talked to Sheila Weller, who wrote one of our favorite books. We had you on like 10 years ago, author of Girls Like Us. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. And I love everybody. I was happy about that book. Oh, that was such a great book. Carol King, Joni Mitchell, and Carly Carly Simon. Simon. And And now you have another book that we just cannot stop reading. It's so, so good. We agree with uh, USA Today and everybody else that this is just a wonderful book. Carrie Fisher, A Life on the Edge. Wow. How did you, Sheila, I think the obvious question is, is why Carrie Fisher? Everybody's asked that. (laughs) I know, so I want to get it out of the way. I write about iconic women. I've been doing that lately. The last two books were about three iconic women each, and she just is incredibly iconic and complex, and um, uh, I was very aware of her. We grew up in the same area, the same neighborhood-ish, in the same kind of Hollywood industry. I mean, my family wasn't famous, obviously, but they were in that world, nightclubs and yeah. Movie magazines and all that stuff and, and crazy things happening in families with beautiful women and you know, so um and I was very I love postcards from the edge. I yes. Oh, I love you that. know, I mean I do re- book reviews oh. and I it, clearly that was a revolutionary book of, by a woman who as I put it in the book w- wrote about being a woman in Hollywood and being a, a woman in life in, in an incredibly candor filled sophisticated way that was before other others tackled that subject mm-hmm. and it came from something real that she went through so it was lo- loved her books loved the fact that she became a writer kind of d- dovetailed from the acting to writing was aware of the challenges that she overcame and she'd be stigmatized bipolar disorder and was aware of the Carrie penny parties and just had this you know understanding of her significance that was fascinating but also kind of mysterious and then of course was very on top of what was becoming pre-me too just pre-me too yeah you're yeah. pre-me yeah. too feminism sort of badass you know feminism and realized she was like an idol of, of Tina Fey and she influenced people like Amy Schumer and mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of that that she fed she she bred she she was right there before that happened when she died everybody was in pain and awe and all this all these tributes came out then of course debbie died making it shakespearean right all of that and then at the women's marches everybody hoisted up the princess leia posters and the carrie posters and it just seemed the time was right and and her incredible honesty was the perfect antidote if only we could still have her around for a presidency that is based on dishonesty if i may right. be political about that yeah yeah uh, maybe i shouldn't but uh but i i felt that way so i kind of raised my hand i wrote a proposal and um sarah the wonderful sarah Crichton wanted me to do it so that's how that happened oh it's my gosh. so good we are just um it, it's making it's really making us miss her oh. but at the same time i'm so glad I feel about this book the way I felt about girls like us and finding out that story. I'm so glad you wrote it because she's, I feel like I'm friends with her Mm -hmm. reading this book. That's what Anne Hood said that made me feel happy. And people people have said that. I mean, the reviews have gratifyingly, that's the word I'm using these days, gratifying and challenging. Those Those are sort of... Nicey, nice words for lots of other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she- you know, um, but I, I'm, I'm gratified that the reviews have all said, you know, there, it was, um, it honors her, it appreciates her, it's, mm-hmm. it's profound. I think Booklist said profoundly 
profoundly sympathetic. So yes. that, that makes you feel good. Yeah. And, you know, Sheila, one of the things in this book is you've talked to so many of your dear friends, Penny Marshall, Albert Brooks. No, I didn't talk to Penny. Oh, There's you did No, no. I, done. To, I mean, you know, some, some I got from other places. Right. Some I did right. talk to. You'll have to read it and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so go ahead, finish. What were okay, you so but what is it like when you were doing all the research on her? Lori and I, we just I, I always think how much research do you I mean, have to yeah. do? And so, what was there something that grabbed you that you didn't know about her growing up, kind of near her in the same you know area and everything that you didn't know about her that really struck you as like? Sure, that's another question I get a lot. I think the degree <laughs> of the degree of her vulnerability came through intensely. Um, you know, I was aware she had the challenges. She had bipolar disorder. She hadn't inherited from right. her father drug addiction or propensity to drug addiction. You have to be careful. It, it's a disease. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it with any judgment. So I'm, I'm using those words to qualify it. And I'm using the word inherited because I discovered it, it has a high degree of an, an inheritance right. relevance, you know. But, um, very, very, you know, she had had a great hot tour. I mean, she was witty as the day is long. People said she was the smartest person they knew. You know, um, came with rejoinders and wisecracks and snarky wit all the way through till the very end of her life. Although at the end of her life, there was a lot of kind of soft reckoning she was taking. But amid all that, how incredibly vulnerable she was, how prone to stage fright all the way through, including at during the readings of postcards of the, the book postcards. She would shine it on at night. No one was wittier. But during the day, she would kind of hang around in the bathrooms of the hotels and feel nauseous. Um, she would call people platonically to come and, and, and be with her at night and, and spend the night with her because she didn't want to be alone. Um, she shared a great deal. Nobody shared more. People right. said, how can you write about somebody that already told so much? But you can. And, and yet... Um, there was a part of her, as, as a, one or two sources said, there was a part of her that she kept hidden that was sadder or darker or more mundanely sad than the the kind of quote unquote. I'm using this word entertaining, mm-hmm. um, you know, challenges and problems that she that she shared, where she was making us laugh at her laugh at the same time we felt sorry for her, or, or felt you know, boy, she's 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 going through a lot, but. The vulnerability, I'd say, is the surprising thing. The surprising thing, yeah. Okay. And, and just the if cross- you're just joining us, we're talking about Carrie Fisher, A Life on the Edge. The author is Sheila Weller, and she's on with us right now. Well, I too, I think it's interesting, and you do explore this in the book, you know, that she really was in this unique position, you know, being the daughter of, you know, a famous movie star who... Carrie Fisher herself described as pretty as Sunday morning, and then her dad, Eddie, she's famous her whole life and kind of crosses into two different worlds where she's friends with all the older Hollywood oh, yeah. set from the 40s and 50s, and then she the marries Paul guys. Simon. Yeah. When she's 22 and he's 47. So she really isn't just such a worthy, interesting person to really get to know through your book. I'm so glad you, you wrote it. Yeah, no, she... You didn't get more complex. I, complex is good, but she really rang all the bells of complexity. Yeah. You know, um, generous, um, many, many, many uh, paradoxes in, in, in her personality and her character, uh, which makes for makes for a, a fascinating person. Yeah, it really did. So, the are you done with the book tour? Or are you just kind of starting it? 
Well, I'm not doing a physical tour. I'm, I'm doing like these, these yeah. podcasts and these okay. interviews. And I'm doing an event in New York City at, at the Jefferson Market Library. And other than that, I'm probably not going to travel for it. I'll just do it this way. Yeah, well, isn't that nice? Yeah. It's easy to do. Well, we just yes. really, really love it. And, I mean, just the people that you got to do praise on the back, Judy Collins, Carolyn Levitt, Patricia Bosworth. I mean, David you write Baroness, one. It you, was a Midwesterner, and yeah. I was really proud that he liked it that much. Yes. and Double but, Pulitzer winner, yeah. That's amazing. And also, you know, is Girls Like Us, did that, was that, is that ever going to be a movie? I'm afraid it's not going to be. It's it not. It. People tried. Oh, <sighs> oh, that was a good book. That would be. People tried. I'm, I'm glad that it still lives life as a book. It, it is, because if you're interested in Carly, um, Simon, Carol King, and Joni Mitchell, and that whole, like it, how it spoke for the generation, that is a fantastic book, too. too. But Life on the Edge, we're recommending it, Sheila. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Life on the Edge. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes. Carrie Fisher, Life on the Edge. <laughs> All right, listen. We've got a couple copies to give away. We do, mm-hmm. and it really is. It's good. I so know. Good. Okay, we'll be right back.